0: Remember Jacob supply quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now on to the show. Exploring theology, doctrine, and all of the fascinating subjects in between. Broadcasting from an undisclosed location, Dead Men Walking starts now. Oh man, boy, did I get a lot of comments. Got a lot. A lot of comments on that opening intro uh, when I was down in um, Tullahoma at the Shadows to Substance Conference. So this we're, we're continuing this. We're on part two. Uh, last week, you guys heard part one with Greg Moring Jr., Kevin Hay, Claude Ramsey, John Crawford. This week, bringing you four more of the speakers at that conference, talking to them for just a few minutes each, 10 to 12 minutes each person, maybe a couple minutes more on a few. But um, talking about the shadows that we saw of Christ in the Old Testament and of the Messiah to come. It was, it was great. As I said last week uh, on the intro, just had a beautiful, beautiful time just discussing theology and doctrine and, and Christ with these uh, brothers in the Lord. Uh, met some new lifetime, longtime friends. Uh, really did. I really feel that way, and uh, I'm going to link up each of the speakers on this episode so you guys can check them out and make sure you go follow them on socials and, and see what they're up to because just good, solid, biblical, expository preaching, is which, which is what we want. So uh, on this part two series, uh, you're going to be hearing Michael Schultz first, then we're going to get into uh, Haps Addison, or Happy Addison, uh, what a brother in the Lord he is, and um, Braden Patterson, just connected with this guy too, ex-Mormon, just uh, full of knowledge and humble and uh, really connected with him. And then rounding us out is Andrew Rappaport, which um, most people know Andrew. He's been in the ministry for a long time. Um, He's at all the conferences, preached at the biggest uh, conferences and uh, rounded that out with him. And boy, was he a joy to get to know too. So guys, this is our uh, second part in the uh, Shadows to Substance series. This will be our final part. So we basically had eight speakers, broke it into two parts. You heard part one last week. This will be our final part of um, of the Shadows uh, Conference, and then we'll get back to regularly scheduled episodes. And we have some fun stuff coming up for you next week, too. Um, there's a few people we didn't get to at the conference that we're going to do um, a remote interview with, but I think you're going to like who we interview. Not necessarily speakers there, but some interesting folks we met there. I'll tease that out a little bit, so be looking forward to next week's episode as well. But guys, um, I think you're really going to enjoy these four speakers. Once again, that's uh, Michael Schultz up first, Haps Addison second, then you're going to hear Brayden Patterson talk, and then we'll round it out with Andrew Rappaport. Guys, take a listen. Thanks. All right, Michael Schultz, how are you, sir? I'm doing very
1: well. How you doing, brother?
0: Nice to meet you. Uh, So we're continuing along in the uh, From Shadows to Substance series here at the conference in Tullahoma, Tennessee, and you just got done uh, talking about the Passover and how the Passover is a shadow of Christ. We had a, he said, Paul says, Christ is the Passover. I'm done. I'll walk off. That's all I needed. But, um, oh, I'd also be remiss to say that I had a gentleman reach out to me who listens to the podcast. He just moved up to Michigan. I'm from Michigan. And he said, "Hey, can we connect? I'm in Battle Creek or in Monroe." I said, "Sure." And then he called me today mm-hmm. or yesterday, and I go, "Well, I'm in Tennessee." He goes, "That's my stomping grounds." And I go, "I'm at the Shadows to uh, you know uh, conference and substance conference," and he goes wait a minute, I think Schultz is down there. His name's Josh Howard. Yeah. Do you know him?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate Small a conference world. with Josh last year. He's fantastic.
0: So he told me to tell you hi.
1: Well, great. Yeah, I love <laughs> Josh. He's, he's a fantastic guy. He's doing great work all over.
0: Good, you know. good. Yeah, it's it's so fun uh, when the Word of God and kind of podcasting and conferences bring brothers of the, in the Lord, you know, together. We yeah. kind of all get to know each other. So tell us a little bit. We'll just have a few minutes with you here. But um, uh, absolutely great session. Probably one of my favorite subjects. Tell us how, maybe in a few minutes here, how Christ is a sh- uh, the Passover is a shadow of Christ.
1: Yeah. So, well, the the lamb symbolism is pretty straightforward. Sure. Uh, most yeah. people can pick that up on their own. Yeah. Uh, but what I really highlighted in in the sermon was how that the lamb. It was very specific. God gave specific instructions. Mm. Every person has to be covered by the blood of the lamb. They have to have a specific lamb. It must be exactly like this. And it must be slaughtered in such a way. And you can't waste any of the sacrifice. And so we can see those shadows of Christ in that. But I also wanted to highlight the fact that the shadow doesn't measure up to the substance. Correct. And so, in the sense that the Israelites had to provide their own lamb, they had to slaughter their own lamb, they had to apply the blood of the lamb themselves, God has taken that responsibility entirely on Himself, and He's provided the lamb of God, and He has slaughtered the lamb, and He applies the blood of the lamb. Hmm. And so, with Christ, we have a much greater lamb, uh, something that we could never have provided, never have actually applied to ourselves. And so the Passover is a shadow but I think that Paul would probably agree uh, it doesn't at all measure up to the substance of Christ
0: yeah yeah and like you said it's one of the more I would say probably one of the more popular shadows right yeah. um, throughout this conference we've been talking about a few things Ark of the Covenant being a shadow and and the priests being a shadow and, and things like that I've always found and tell me what you think here I found that one of the Passover one of the most striking ideas of bringing the old and new covenants together i have some jewish friends and when i talk to them i don't understand how they they can't put those two together because they're so you know the bible talks about a veil over the eyes and things like that but it's such a beautiful representation of christ yeah. in christ at the passover saying do this in remembrance of me this is what this is why you're doing that right, right? And we've, we've had this recurring theme on these little uh, sessions here on the podcast of how we have churches that want to unhitch the Old Testament yeah, uh, what a have, shame. A, a, from the New Testament. And, and we've talked about that a couple times here, so I won't rehash that too much, but, but essentially saying we've spent most of our time at this conference in the Old Testament mm-hmm. because we're looking at those shadows. Right. Um, how important is it for for believers to see those shadows and understand those, and, and does that help our faith?
1: Yeah, absolutely. First of all, I don't think that I don't think that any Christian can rightly say we don't need the Old Testament. Um, There's
0: some preachers out there that yeah. do, and I think you know their names.
1: Yeah, Christ certainly <laughs> would disagree. Uh, we had a man <laughs> mentioned this morning. You know, Christ begins to s- lay out to the people on the road to Emmaus everything about himself from the Old Testament. Yeah, and uh, he made a great point also, Brother John. He, Christ had no New Testament. Yeah, he preached Christ purely from the Old Testament. Amen. And Paul did too, by the way. Yeah. You know, Paul is going around conversing with these Jews in the synagogues all over uh, Asia Minor. Yeah. Conversing with them about Christ, convincing them from the Old Testament. And it's not just an evangelistic tool to Jews. For Christians, we do need to see. This is a, a comprehensive book where God has been here from the beginning. You, you can go back farther, but at the very least, you'd have to say, we have Christ in Genesis 3.15. Yeah. The, the Proto-Evangelium, you are right there. Yeah. Okay, I will give a seed, and the seed of the woman will crush your head. He's, he's there from Genesis 3. We heard him from Genesis 7 earlier with the ark. Mm-hmm. And to, to eliminate those signs and seeing how that God didn't just introduce something new with the person of Christ, Matthew. Right. This is not a new book. He's right. continuing his book and mm. bringing his plan to fulfillment. and showing everybody what he has been pictorially depicting for all these years. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I I think that it's a a fool's errand to try to unhitch from the Old Testament or in any way undermine the Old Testament's importance. That's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, and you had a really good point, too, uh, of of a specific shadow within a shadow of even the act of every single person, even Moses and Aaron, had to be covered by the blood, right? Mm. You you gave a fun little example, and I've been guilty of this too, of you say, we're all sinners, right? But then you made the example of, you know, maybe a Paul Washer or heck, even a James White or someone like that walks in and you go, everyone kind of gravitates there. They're sinners too, but maybe a little less (laughs) sinner, right? You said it kind (laughs) of in jest, but it's making the point That even even us, we can get into that mindset of there's some that are more worthy than others when, in fact, we're all unworthy, we're all sinners, we're all depraved in need of a holy, righteous, and just God, right? Right. So we even see a shadow in the every single man had to atone, had to be atoned for, Mm -hmm. the Moses, the Aaron. Do you think there was any significance in each man and his family uh, doing it? You you know, Moses and Aaron couldn't (laughs) go and do it for them. Yeah. is there a shadow there I mean what are we what are we seeing when he's commanding each man for his family has to go put the blood on the doorpost?
1: Yeah, so I I did very lightly touch on that, that it was not something that Moses and Aaron could do for the people of Israel. Every single man had to act as his own priest. Mm. I use pretty graphic language, but it's the reality that every single man had to take the knife in his own hands. Mm. He had to slaughter the lamb. He had to apply the blood. He had to do it in his own house. There's no holy place, no temple, no tabernacle, no altar. He is the one responsible. And so I I made a little bit of a comment about, talk about the priesthood of the believer, because he's his own high priest. He doesn't take it to somebody. Mm. Now, of course we. christ is our high priest and he's done all of that work for us amen but there's a reality where we are still all individually responsible for the application of the blood of the lamb i won't god doesn't have grandchildren okay mm. god has children and yeah. just because your parents were christians doesn't mean that you're gonna be you don't get to you know right. usher in and say well god's my grandpa so i'm going to heaven anyway because my parents are god's children right you don't get in like that every single person has to have the blood of christ applied to them individually yeah uh, you don't get in under these sort of uh, household narratives, yeah, uh, that's not how it works. So yeah. no, absolutely. I, I think that you see that with Moses and Aaron not being able to serve the whole nation of Israel that way, that they had to tell the men, "You're all responsible yourselves."
0: Yeah. Now, and you know, as a hunter and someone who processes his own uh, animals. Even just the the physical reality of having to, like you said, take the knife in his own hand. That's even when we were talking about priests. Uh, that job was pretty gruesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're burning, you're cutting. There's blood, there's skin. The smells. I mean, I've done it before. It's 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 not fun. Mm. Uh, ask any butcher or anyone who who, d- who does processing of animals. Um, it's not a it's not a light task so there was some personal responsibility there too to, to be personally responsible for for you and your family which which I think is even to, um, uh, a shadow of Christ as well as good reformed folk we also believe that God also holds us personally responsible even in his sovereignty and if you mm-hmm. don't like it you don't get to ask him why Paul says right right uh, you're not God uh, so I, I think you had such a I thought your session was so good because it's kind of a glossed overshadow because it seems to be the most popular, but yet there's a lot of intricacies in there that you really brought out. Okay. Um... Tell everyone uh, where you're at, where they can find you at. Are you pastoring right yes, now? Yes, You are. And yeah, where so are you pastoring
1: at? I pastor a church called Antioch Baptist Church okay. in Lewisburg, Kentucky. Lewisburg, Kentucky. Uh, we are reforming and always reforming. So mm, at the amen. moment, I'm a sole pastor, okay. and I'm, I'm leveraging for a plurality of elders, so we're working. <laughs> right. uh, but uh, we are we are definitely trying to be faithful to God's Word, and, and we're thankful uh, for... Any support that we get. Uh, yeah. Every, so, are
0: you a newer church plant? <laughs> no. Or no. you've been there a while? This
1: church is 206 years old. Wow. Uh, and That's I've been history. there. Yeah, I've been there four years. And what was really convenient for me, at least, when I came in as a reform guy, it was largely in what we might call an IFB church when I got there. Okay. Uh, we had your the, work cut out for you. Yeah. Most everybody <laughs> dispensationalist. Most everybody was KJV, and so very different. Uh, yeah. But I asked if they had the original documents, and they did from their founding. And it's bound in a book that's made of wood. I mean, it's such an old book, handwritten. And when I opened it up, it has the Statement of Faith, and it's essentially the
0: 1689.
1: (laughs) And so I I was able to say, look, I'm not teaching something new. I'm teaching something so old your grandma never heard of it.
0: Right. Okay. So,
1: and to be able to say, look, these are the founding documents of our church, Yeah. and I'm teaching this. And just because you've never heard it doesn't mean it's new or novel or heretical or wrong. Right. It means... This is something that's been abandoned for a while, sure. and we're trying to return to what we've always had. Wow. How, and, so how was that received? Well, the the legacy members have been hit or miss. Some of them very well adapted to it, and, but more not because of the historical thing, although that helped. Yeah. The biblical arguments have been just unavoidable for sure. a lot of them. It's the first okay. time they've ever been under expositional preaching. Wow. So as we're going v- verse by verse, book by book, there's just no avoiding this. Um, But there are some that, you know, drew back from it, like you'd expect. Most uh, in the four years that I've been there, we've grown from a church of about 17 to now we average 61. And most everybody that's joined, when they join, I ask them, okay, tell me a little bit about your salvation story and tell me why you want to join the church. And most all of them say "We, we really love the teaching and the preaching here. Yeah. And so we've got people coming, not that we don't have music, not that we don't have programs, but people are coming for the word of God. Wow. And that's exciting to me. It's yeah. encouraging. And so uh, we're excited about what God's doing out in the woods in Western well, Kentucky.
0: Well, just to fi- as we finish up here, well, what was that like when you, uh, four years ago? What made you jump into that? Because that is an uphill battle, brother. Uh, you know, like, like you said, uh, dispensational King James. It's quite a shift mm-hmm. from probably what you're preaching now. Did you go, okay, I'm going to roll up my sleeves, and by the grace of God, he leads me? Is that kind of... Yeah, four years ago,
1: there was certainly a leading of God towards the ministry there, and uh, we knew it was going to be hard, and we knew that it was going to be a lot of fighting. Yeah, Uh, we knew that. Yeah, but um, I I guess I'm of a different approach than most people. Most guys, they'll they'll strive at a church, and if the church is uh, bucking them a bit, you know, kick against the pricks. Sure. Then they'll say, "Well, you know what? We're just going to go plant a church," and not that I'm against that, but there's something to be said about. This church has been here 206 years. Not many
0: people can say that. Not many pastors especially, too. That's awesome.
1: Right. And so for me to say, look, we're going to buckle down, and if we get voted out, we get voted out. But we're going to be here and faithfully serve this church and try to do our very best to do what God would have done in this church. And we're going to take that legacy that this church has and revive it and say this is who we are. It's who we've always been. And we're going to allow God to lead. And like I said, my wife and I, we decided a long time ago, if we get voted out, we get voted out. God, <laughs> That's in God's hands. Right. We're just going to be faithful where we are while we're here and try to do our best. And for the time being, it's always been uh, productive. It's not always yeah. been easy, but yeah. it's been a blessing, and we're thankful for God uh, bringing us there.
0: Amen, amen. So give everyone your socials and maybe some information about the church if they're in the area, if they're listening and they want to stop by.
1: Well, I, I don't really spend much time on social media. I'm okay. on Facebook. Um, I have a YouTube channel, but I, I don't really uh, – we post our services to YouTube, and so you can look it up. ABC Lewisburg is, I okay. think, uh, a good way of finding us, uh, and that's L-E-W-I-S-B-U-R-G, Lewisburg. But um, I'm always glad to talk with people. Like I said, um, you can find my information online. There's a, a video of me speaking with Josh Howard at the conference last year Okay. Um, on YouTube. That's a pretty easy way. To hear my preaching, or even to get a hold of me, anybody that comments on there, I try to talk with them and yeah. uh, get you my email and stuff. Uh, that's called historic premillennialism because I'm <laughs> I'm a historic premill guy. Okay, and so I represented that perspective at the conference last year, and uh, I'd love to talk to anybody.
0: Awesome, cool. Well, thanks so much for stopping by. We'll make sure we link all that up when this goes live. And guys, uh, thank you for joining us for another session during the uh, from Shadows to Substance conference. We'll keep bringing you more of the speakers and more of this content as always. Understand the chief and demand to glorify God, bring him uh, joy, him and glorify him, and uh, God bless, guys. Thanks. Haps, what's up, brother? Happy, yeah, 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 my man. <laughs> now is that your birth name? No. Okay. No, because that'd be pretty cool if that was. <laughs> but everyone calls you Happy, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. It was ha- like it was like uh, a an old name. Uh, like it's like calling a fat man tiny. I was always upset.
0: <laughs> so they just went to happy.
2: Yeah. Well, now, yeah. So yeah. now, now, you know, I get to live up to the name.
0: <laughs> right. Very cool. So we're continuing our sessions from the uh, Shadows to Substance Conference. We're here with Happy Addison. He just got off the stage, uh, did his session. Man, um, I just met you a few days ago, but it feels like I've known you for a while, man. I know, I absolutely dude. love you, brother. We've been having discussions outside uh, at dinner. Um, you know, after the breaks, and wanted to have have you on here and talk a little bit about what you focused on in your session, which was uh, Daniel in the lion's den kind of being a shadow of Christ. How is Daniel in the lion's den a shadow of Christ to come?
2: Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, basically, it's not just um, a shadow of Christ to come, but it's, uh, that we went through Daniel chapter 6 verses 1 through 28 and you see that you see the new testament right there yeah i mean you, i mean you just see it unfold beautiful and it's just absolutely amazing you know from from uh you have from from what happened prior to the uh Daniel in the lions den to Daniel in the lions den till what happened after uh Daniel uh, Daniel in the lions den with uh Christ on His way to the cross, yeah, and then after the cross, and then until now, you know, yeah. And I find that absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, you know, I was reading through Daniel in preparation for your session because I I love uh, Daniel in the Lion's Den. And I'm also, uh, I'm in local politics. Oh. So when I read that, when the commissioners are kind of getting together behind his back, yeah. that's, that's kind of politics 101, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They said, hey, that guy's going to probably take over the kingdom. We need to get out, get him out of there. Oh, so yeah. what do they do? They have a meeting with all the governors and commissioners behind his back, right? They go to the king. They, ma- they make a law or decree without Daniel's knowledge. Daniel finds out and he goes, look, at it, I'm still going to serve my, my lord, yeah, my yeah, god, yeah. right? Uh, and you made a great point. That not only did God save Daniel, but he vindicated him. Vindicated him, yeah. I mean, that, that's powerful. We just think of, oh, well, he shut the mouth of the lion, uh-huh. and he saved him. Yeah. But more importantly, he even elevated him to an even higher status, yes. vindicated Daniel. And then we see later in the chapter, the king writing a new decree saying, everyone needs yeah. to worship the God of Daniel, because yeah, yeah. he is the true and one and only God. Yeah. So not only does God vindicate Daniel, but of course, and he doesn't have to, but he always does, God vindicates himself as well. Yeah, yeah, How important is it for Christians to understand that God not only saves, but he vindicates? Because you have a pretty, we talked a little bit about it, we can get into it if you want, but you have a pretty checkered past, right? Yes. Uh, you, you said a, a, a drug addict for 34 years. Yes. And I'm not saying anything out of school here, you're yeah. very open about that, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, Hard drugs. And uh, the Lord has not only saved you, but vindicated you as well. So is that important for the believer to understand the fullness of Christ of both saving and vindication?
2: Yes, you know, totally, because, you know, God, um, God is with us. You know, he, he not only saves us, but he vindicates us, and, and he takes us from a—we a, 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 go from death to life. Mm. You know,
0: Dead men walking. Dead men walking. Dead in Christ, but now yeah. al- You know, dead in sin, well, but now alive in Christ.
2: I, I tell you, that that is, um, when I read that in, um, was it John chapter 11, uh, you know, the raising of Lazarus. Yeah. Uh, I felt that was me. You know, like, yeah. I, I, was, I was dead. was too. And I came to life. And then it was, uh, you know, take off the burial cloths. And that was, uh, you know, like discipleship for me. You know, it was stinky and messy, and, and people didn't really want to be around it. Yeah, and and, and so, uh, but yeah, you know, God is just so so awesome throughout all of it, and so faithful and, and compassionate. You know, yeah.
0: it's 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 so awesome that uh, we can receive blessing and God glorifying Himself. Yeah, uh, because that's really what it is. Yeah, One yeah, totally. of my favorite verses, Psalm twenty three. A lot of people don't pick up on it, but it says, "You lead me into paths of righteousness." Why? For your name's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants his name to be known as holy. Yeah. I only have righteousness in my life for his name's sake. Yeah. All the good things that I have in my life that you have in your life is for the glory of God. Yes. Amen?
2: Yeah, and you know, it's it's when you stop and think about it, it's all for his glory. Yeah. You know, I got men that come in my home and and they're like, you know, like I, I don't understand how why God would save me, and I go. It's all for His glory. Yeah, you know, it's all for His glory. It's not for yours. Yeah, you know, you know, He for He is the great I am. We're the great I am not. Yeah, you know, and uh, what He does when He takes some, you know, somebody that is uh, a child of wrath like the rest of us, sure, and He turns them into a child of God. Yeah, it's it's all an act of God, not not an act of Todd. You know, right. like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so it, I just find it. I mean, I get goosebumps every time I think about it. You know, it's just. I love yeah,
0: it. and you know, you you have a very um, I don't want to say special, but I mean, you're you're real. You're, you're down there because you drove from. First of all, we're in Tennessee right now at this conference. You you drove from Southern California. Yes, with with uh, a wife. Do you have kids with you at all, or no, 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 no. with her wife. And so four days, yes. right? Just driving 10, 12 hours a day, you're saying yeah. So you make that trek. But out there, too, um, you ministered. you pastor out there? Yes, I'm a pastor. Okay, and where are you pastor at?
2: I'm a pastor of Olive Branch Ministries and also an uh, elder of uh,
0: Faith Community Church. Where's that at? Uh, it's in Hemet, California. Hemet, California. Okay. And you were speaking up on stage about how you have a house where you bring in people that... Yeah. Explain a little bit about that. Was it, was it people that are homeless or... or well... Abuse so, uh, drugs or what? What? What is it? Well, <sighs> so
2: what we did is we found a need in our community and we filled it with Jesus Christ. <laughs> and so what? I love we, it. Yeah. So what we did was is we found that they have all these drug homes, male men and women drug homes and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And most of the guys that could not be in, the, they're called working homes. Okay. All right. Uh, mo- most of these guys that um, uh, they. they they wouldn't get accepted because they're mentally ill and they have to take medication. Okay. Or they're dying of cancer or whatnot. So there was no facilities anywhere on the whole west coast that was wow. doing this. Yeah. And so um, my wife and I we opened up our home and and we just I would just uh, go out evangelizing and I'd find the uh, I'd find the ones that most churches have at the back of their church. If that that's if they even let them in. And so we brought them into our house, and we've had over a 1,000 people in our house now, and and we uh, teach them about Jesus Christ, and we get them on their medication, get them uh, reconciled to God, reconciled with their families. Yeah. We don't want to keep them. We want them reconciled with their families, first and foremost. And that usually happens after they get on their medication, and they can, you know, um, start dealing with things uh, rationally, you know, now. Yeah. And— yeah, so that that's what
0: we do. Now, wait a minute. You're a reformed guy. You're out there evangelizing, hanging out with uh, the mentally unstable and the and the drug abusers and the downtrodden. Yes, sir. Come on now. Come on man. now. Now we usually get we usually get accused of saying we don't even like to evangelize because oh, we man. believe in the sovereignty of God. Yeah, here I have happy here down in the trenches doing the Great Commission, and you talked about the Great Commission. Oh, don't worry, Doctor James White. We're just recording <laughs> an episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> well, but you're but you're down in the trenches, and, and you're fulfilling the Great Commission, which I find absolutely amazing. I'm Good. not going to keep you too much longer. Okay. I did want to mention though that you um, you're teamed up with uh, Jeff Rice, who's who's been on the podcast before. Are you part of Open Air? Oh, yeah. uh, theology.
2: So um, Jeff and I. You want to hear something cool?
0: Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Tell everyone.
2: Okay. So and tell them about the podcast too. All right. So um, a few years ago, I had to go uh, preach. Well, not, let me back up. Um, somebody started filming me in my backyard. Yeah, and I didn't have a I, I didn't have a Facebook or anything like that. Okay, and it went viral all, all over the country. Are
0: you preaching or what are you doing? Yeah, on yeah. the grass. What do you no, mean? No, I, I preach. I preach every
2: single day. Okay, you know? and um and it went viral. Yeah, and one of my friends goes, "Hey man, this got up to like a few thousand views. Why yeah. don't you start a Facebook?" Okay, and so 2020 hit, and um, we, California, we were locked down. I mean, like locked down. Oh yeah. And
0: you have a governor Mussolini out there. Oh my
2: gosh, dude, <laughs> the People's Republic of California, it, right? <laughs> you know. But, um, and, and so all these people couldn't go to church, and so I started putting out this content for people that, that, that couldn't go to church. Yeah, and Jeff, there he is, home slice. <laughs> that, that, uh, we're best friends now. That's by the Jeffrey
0: way. Rice walking by there. Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey Rice. So, for those um, listening. He's,
2: he likes to watch, like, no-name preachers. You know, that's yeah. Just the, so he came across my videos. He didn't even, you know, we didn't even know each other. Really? Yeah, we didn't even know each other. Okay. And I drove out. To, I had to go drive out to uh, Tennessee, here in Tennessee, yeah. to come preach. Well, I got shut down because of COVID. Right. And he called me up I mean, uh, on Facebook, and he goes, hey, if you're in Tennessee, stop by my house. And I, I didn't even really know yeah.
0: Right, you just stop by some dude's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I knew he made Bibles or something like that, and they're yeah. like real expensive. I'm poor, dude, so you know I <laughs> know like I'll never house. get one. Right. And I come to his house, and he said something to me. I can't say, but it convicted me so hard mm. that it cut me right down the, the, mm. the center. It's good. And and uh, and then he had this Bible. He goes, I didn't want to mail this to you. I wanted to give this to you personally. And I go, what? And he goes, thank you for everything you do for the kingdom of God. Wow, what a blessing. And I was like, wow, dude. And so we came back home, and and him and I started becoming friends. So we just started. uh, uh,
0: Claude,
3: uh, what are are you doing? What are you
2: doing, Claude? You're as
0: bad as Dr. James White.
2: Bad Claude. Bad
0: Claude. Bad Claude Ramsey from Here I Stand Theology podcast. Go listen to him as soon as you get done listening to this. Dirt Claude. Dirt (laughs)
2: Claude Ramsey.
0: Dirt Claude.
2: Dirt Claude Ramsey. So, so we started a little podcast. Look at, Andrew's going to walk through Andrew. just so he,
0: so he can get a spot on here, too. This dude's so hilarious.
2: You
3: can say it, but all I know is uh. I'm just going to say there's somebody's podcast represented here who's made it way right into my message.
2: Rapaport. Oh, no. I'm not
0: saying that. Dude. Uh, Andrew Rapaport, we love him. You're gonna, he's going to be on later.
2: Yeah. He's, uh, me, me and him and my wife and Brayden got an Airbnb together, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you guys! Are, yeah, you
2: guys are you guys are hanging out. But yeah, uh, so we started we started open air theology together yeah. uh, to help people. Uh, um, we wanted to encourage people to go back to church. Yeah. And a lot of people had church hurt and stuff like that. So we were dealing with a lot of people's problems. Yeah. And that's when uh, we brought Braden on. Yeah. And it just clicked. And now all three of us are best friends. I mean, we wow. laugh together, cry together.
0: Because you guys do a lot of open air preaching. Yeah. That's where the Open Air Theology yes. uh, podcast kind of comes. The name of that comes from If for people who aren't uh, familiar. I yeah. think some of our listeners wouldn't be familiar with that. So go check out that podcast. Do you guys kind of talk about that on the podcast? Or what do you cover on that?
2: Oh, we cover everything everything yeah yeah, yeah. you know and what, what if people got questions that come in, people are just walk that's and okay out. Yeah. we yeah. don't care yeah uh, people uh, um, uh if they got questions or whatnot you know and, yeah and we just tr- really just want to glorify God and get, help to get them through it
0: yeah cool well, I won't keep you too much longer I know some other people want to talk to you here happy it's been so nice to meet you and get to know you over the last couple days throw out your social media or anything you want to uh, throw out that people can get a hold of you
2: and check out your ministries. I have no webpage, no <laughs> business cards, nothing. I have Facebook. He's a ghost. Haps, Haps Addison, H-A-P-S-A-D-D-I-S-O-N. Well, I there go, you go. Go to Open Air Theology.
0: Open Air Theology. Make sure you Google that, and I'll link it up, you guys, uh, on this uh, episode, so you guys can go click on it, check them out. As always, thanks for listening to another snippet from the sessions of the Shadows to Substance Conference. As always, remember, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. God bless. Yes. All right, Braden Patterson, we're here at the Shadows to Substance Conference, keeping these rolling along as we're covering this conference here in Tullahoma, Tennessee, Brayden, how are you, brother? Do, oh,
4: better than I deserve, <laughs> better than,
0: fact. Yeah, that's how I feel, too, every yeah. morning, you know, yep. when my feet hit the ground. Uh, Amen to that. So, uh, you just finished up your session. Um, we're talking about the sh- from shadows to substance, uh, and, and yours was on for, for, uh, Adam being essentially the, a shadow of Christ.
4: Amen to that, yes. Yeah, yes,
0: so... Sir. Um, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself.
4: Yeah, just so just to start from the top, uh, my name is Braden Patterson. I, I, I'm the the pastor of Valley Baptist Church in Hagerman, Idaho. Mm-hmm. I'd love if you live in that area and you're not planted already in a solid Christian church to come worship the yeah. one and only true God with us. Uh, it would be a blessing.
0: I like that. It really would. I feel like you said that a few times. Uh, you got it down pat. It rolls uh, off uh, the tongue. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. Pretty easy to say. Huh? <laughs> yeah, when yeah. you're when you're a, a pastor, you got to be a, just a little bit of a salesman you do, too. A you know, little bit. <laughs> a little
4: bit, a little bit. No. Well, how sweet is Jesus Christ? You don't really have to sell that. It just
0: When you believe in the
4: product, it sells itself, it's, it's right? A it's a
0: fact. a <laughs> fact. <laughs> oh, it's great. So I've been getting, uh, you know, we hung out uh, last night. Yep. Uh, we had some dinner and get to know you and, and some of the other brothers in the Lord here. And it's been a great conference so far. Give us a little idea of what you talked about this afternoon in your session on how exactly Adam was a shadow of things to come in Christ.
4: Yeah, I, I think he really reflects uh, in a mirror in opposite ways of what Christ does for us. In Adam, we have fallen. In Adam, this Imago day is distorted. and Adam, he's cast into a fallen world. and Adam, uh, we die. Uh, Christ... Uh, is the second better Adam he's from above instead of from below like Adam was yeah. he's made us to live he's undone that curse he's, he's restored the Imago day.' Um, there's, there's so many correlations between Adam and Christ that perfectly reflect each other. Uh, most importantly though is that uh, in my opinion, uh, that, that through the fall and the deception of the serpent, uh, we, we fall in Adam and in Christ, he's the one that, that bruises the head of that serpent. And we have a, a restoration of that, of that curse that was first wrought in the first Adam is, is remedied in the second Adam.
0: Yeah. Truly. Yeah. It, it, it's such a beautiful thing too, because you even see that in, and I think you, you, um, uh, spoke out of Hebrews as well too, that reflects yeah. that so well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, was it you that was in Hebrews 8, too? I was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that was funny because uh, Hebrews 8, you're talking about the new covenant. James yes, White sir. comes up as, behind me just rubs my shoulder and goes, It's going to be all right, Presbyterian. Don't worry. <laughs> I,
4: I love you, brother. I love you. I had <laughs> I to do I, it, though.
0: When did James get so snarky towards people he barely knows? Oh, that's right. I think he's trying, like you said earlier, trying to finish well. I guess yeah, maybe yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that means sarcasm, I guess. That's right. Uh,
4: <laughs> it just shows that he still uh, that that he still has the remnant of the imago dei corrupted in him, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely,
0: <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. But uh, yeah, talk, can you talk a little bit about that, about the new covenant, and uh, and about how Hebrews so beautifully shows that something? And, and you touched on this many through. Uh, yeah. adam and in many through Christ.. Oh, Dive yeah. into that a little bit, just a little bit for yeah, us. Yeah,
4: so especially in, in Hebrews. So as a church in, in, at Valley Baptist, we've been doing Bible studies in Hebrews. I just got done preaching through Ruth and, and Haggai. Uh, we just started in the book of Philippians, but we've we're been in a mm. Bible study in Hebrews. And it's remarkable when you consider if the, the main theme of Hebrews, in my opinion, would be the, the supremacy and the superiority of Christ in all things.
0: Yeah, that, absolutely.
4: That here are these, these, these uh, Jewish converts to Chris, Christianity, and they love Moses and Abraham, and here they're being reminded that no, that you think that they were good. Yeah, Christ is so much better. Christ is the mediator of the better covenant, and all these things, these these other things, were shadows. They were types. They were copies of what the true substance is. Right. And so, yeah. in, in Romans chapter five, uh, in that text with with that the many die in Adam, and the many that are made alive in Christ, um, in the in the doctrine of federal headship, it's so important to remember. Who all is involved in Adam? Well, everybody is. We all die. We all suffer that. Well, in that same language that's applied to Christ, right? So we can't say that all are made alive in Christ because there are some that will suffer the wrath of God. The wrath of God is abiding upon them currently and will be forever if they die in their sins, not covered by the the Lamb of God, right? And so it's talking about federal headship that everybody that's in Adam receives death. Everybody in Christ receives mercy in life.
0: Yeah. Uh, The justification. It's good to make that distinction. Yes. We're not universalists here. Amen to that. Yep. That's (laughs) right. right. Yep. And I like that you dug down on that because some people will gloss over that, that language. And and believe me, we're we're going through Hebrews right now in our uh, Sunday evening services in our small groups. And uh, it's... Man, you, you nail it right. It's just a, a book of constant. He is. He is the better. He is the more perfect. He yep. is the final. He is the eternal High yeah. Priest, Savior, Christ, King. Right, and and to hear you uh, talk about that when talking on Adam to Christ, yeah. I was just so happy because it's it's such. I don't know. Sometimes I feel. We kind of stay out of Hebrews yes, a little bit, yeah. and we, you know, some some churches, or even but when I talk to believers, yeah, it's it's a little, I don't know, it's it's a, it feels a little mystical, it feels a little it's hard to is, understand. It's right? hard to understand, right? Yeah. It's it's how uh, when I was growing up, how, and come to find out, the reason they said this was, uh, you know, uh, Romans. It's 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 a weird, mm. it's you know, it's very theological. It's like I was in a fundamental church that thought mm. Calvinists weren't saved, so that's mm. probably why they stayed out of Romans. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah, but. Uh, Oh, man, but to hear you go through Hebrews and to bring that out, um, yeah. man, it was it was such a blessing. I,
4: have to, I have you know? praise the Lord for that. And
0: then to yeah. hear your backstory, and I want to uh, put this out there for the listeners, too. I I want to get with you offline, because I'd like to have you come on. These are only 10 or 15 minutes long yeah. right now, but I'd love to have you come on for an extended time and kind of talk about your journey out of the LSD church.
4: Yes, <laughs> Uh
0: L- L- LDS. LDS no, I, Church.
4: I, I, uh, drug sure. drug Church. I'm tracking you. Out of
0: your drug church, <laughs> out of your acid church, LDS, I'm sorry. Sometimes I get going so fast, I'm mixing up my letters. And uh, in, in your journey to where you are now and now pastoring, I just find that so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I think for everyone listening right now, be looking forward to to seeing you
4: on, hopefully in the future. That would truly be a blessing, brother. Anytime I can talk about Christ and magnify him, I'm totally, totally game, and and And, I love it. it.
0: And here's the thing. In my brain right now, I want to ask you all these questions, and I go, okay, I don't want to get into an hour and a half. We don't want to ruin what's going to come in the future. Exactly. We've got a limited amount of time. This is a a review, or a (laughs)
4: preview, not a review, a preview (laughs) of what's to come. Like a shadow. It's a show.
0: I I see what you did there. (laughs) I like that. Uh, shadow things to come um Tell the people where they can find you at. Are you on social media at all, or where they can find your yeah, church?
4: Yeah, so and we'll
0: link it up in the you know below when the when the podcast. That drops. would be
4: wonderful. Yeah, so so Braden Patterson, you can find me on Facebook. Um, if you yeah. have questions, if you're LDS, especially if you're LDS and you're you're wanting to know about this ex-LDS that's become Christian, truly truly Christian, and having faith in the biblical Jesus, I would encourage you to reach out to me. Or if you have any questions on how to evangelize the LDS, I would love to chat with you as well. Yeah, um, but Brayden Patterson on Facebook, on YouTube, you can find me underneath. Um, uh, reformed ex Mormon. Um, that's my YouTube channel. Okay. I'm, it's kind of a hodgepodge of just anything that's on, on my mind that, that I post my sermons on there. I post eschatological videos on there. Right. I post evangelism videos. I like that. You name it. It's, it's on there. I'm trying to build it up anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it, reformed ex Mormon, check that out. And then I'm also a co-host with, on open air theology yes. with Jeff and Haps, uh, truly a blessing, truly yeah. a blessing. And then that church, uh, that I'm, I'm so blessed and privileged, uh, Unworthy to be at is is <laughs> Valley Baptist Church in Hagerman, Idaho, three ninety North State Street. Yeah. Uh, if you're in that area, uh, Southern Idaho, uh, come worship God with us.
0: And how long have you been pastoring there? I've been there for
4: over a little over two years now. A little
0: over two years. Yeah,
4: I was I was ordained um, at Eastside Baptist Church in Twin Falls. Yeah, uh, that's where I, I work at as in Twin. And okay, and so uh, uh, pastor though in Hagerman. That I, so I was sent there uh, when when there was an opening, of course, and yeah. God so saw it. Uh, according to his will to, to call me. How do you like it out west? It's a. I like it. I really do. I, I really, really do. I hear it's a beautiful state. Oh, and then the potatoes. <laughs> I can't get over the potatoes.
0: You're a French fry guy. <laughs> You're like, That's all right, right, let's go. Uh, to. Uh, amen. Every
4: time. <laughs> Every time. Oh, okay. So
0: <laughs> as we wrap up here, uh, we're at Shadows to uh, Substance Conference. Anyone listening who's been listening to these clips, you'll, you'll probably be fourth or yeah. fifth in line here. Uh, what's a takeaway that you, you could tell them, uh, right now, either on something you talked about or mm. just in general on this subject, I'm gonna put you on the spot, but you're a preacher, so you can handle it. Yeah, g- g- give me one or two minutes on that. Give us a takeaway as we head out. You know, the the biggest thing that
4: I that I and I use this illustration in my message, and I hope I hate to appeal to my message to, to talk about my no, please do this. But you know, if if you have been married for any amount of time, um, I've been married for coming on five years, well, six years now. I almost yeah. got in trouble there. Six years right now. <laughs> um, I would be thought of as a terrible, terrible, terrible husband if I told anybody that I would trade my current six years I've been with my wife to go back to when I was dating her. I would be viewed as a worthless husband, a worthless man in that sense. Yeah. Um, Not a good husband, not a good representative of Christ. Um, As a husband, I'm to to love the, the fact that I've been married to her, right? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I would never trade six years to go back to a dating. I would
0: phase. say that six wor- years is worth much more, oh, far more. as well, than the far more. time you were dating. Yeah. And so, likewise, I,
4: even in that sense, how much of a, less of a man would you think I would be if I was trying to hug the the shadow of my wife rather than hugging the actual substance that is yeah. my wife? And that's how it is when, I, when we talk about shadows in the Old Testament to that of the substance of Christ. Is if if you are are grasping to anything that's a shadow. Of Christ, you are not grasping unto the substance, and yeah. shame on you! You're not a real man if you're doing that. Just like if you were not, you're not a real man if you're not grasping to your your wife wa- mm. your wife in that way.
0: I like it; the gauntlet has been put down. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. It really is,
4: and and then and, and that's like truly in in in, and that's that's what I love preaching on with it from Adam to Christ is that when you were unconverted and you were looking at your sins and you were in this kingdom of death serving yes. that, that monarch sitting upon that throne that you, you loved and worshiped. Yeah. Um, you, you essentially have a, like a corpse, a dead Adam in front of you and you love it and yeah. you honor it. And and when you're born again and you repent and believe in the gospel, you actually turn and you see the cross and you see the second Adam and your sin is now there. Yeah. and And that's, That's the substance. You don't want to go to shadows. The shadow takes you to the substance. Absolutely. Have faith in the substance because the substance actually gives you nourishment and life.
0: Yeah. And I would just add to that, too, for those, and this has been a running theme on some of these snippets, and the listeners are going to get tired of me saying this, but when we have people trying to unhitch the two, the Old Mm -hmm. and New Testament, how beautiful does, and how much more... Uh, do, do you do you love uh, the new covenant when you can oh, yeah. see Christ woven throughout the entire old covenant? Amen to that. And you say, this is what, and, and we're we're in the new covenant. Th- those, they were expecting. They yep. were going, when is it? Yep. You had prophets that died and were martyred and, and killed and never saw the day yep. and hoped for the day, and we're living in that yep. day. Amen to that. Uh, so so let's, uh, let's wake up every morning with joy in our hearts, gratefulness, and, uh, you know, proclaiming the gospel amen amen um guys thanks so much for listening to another segment at the uh, shadows to substance conference uh we're going to be hearing more from Braden for sure i love this brother in the lord hope you're enjoying it as well as always remember the chief end of man to glorify god enjoy him forever god bless god bless andrew
3: yes sir my man andrew Rappaport. It has been such a blessing to get to know you a little bit better these past three days. That's because there was someone here other than you that was a punching bag. You you needed you needed another punching bag. You
0: know, I've never seen a Presbyterian and a dispensationalist come so close together and just go. If we're both going to get ganged up on, let's just do it arm in arm and uh, support each other. But well, we're at the Shadows to Substance Conference. We're finishing out day three, final day. You, uh, your session, your sermon was today. We've had great theological conversation after hours as well. We just got off the stage on a question and answer. But tell us first and foremost, tell us a little bit about you and uh, your ministry, and then let's get into what you talked about today.
3: Sure. Uh, name's Andrew Rapport. Um, the ministry I work for is called Striving for Attorney Ministries. It's a discipleship ministry. We also have a part of the way we disciples through podcasts, and we disciple podcasters. So we have the Christian podcast community, but we do, we come in churches and do weekend seminars. We have a really strange model, Greg. Mm. Most parachurch ministries are in, you know, they go to churches to help themselves. So they, they want big churches where there's some money and people that will be active in their ministry. Uh, but the biggest area that we need help in is the small churches, those churches that are under 50 people. No parachurch ministry is helping them. Mm. And so we have a model where we get our monthly supporters to help us so we can go into to those churches. you got the, the bivocational pastor who would love to see the church grow, love to get materials in, his, in the hands of people, but no one's doing it. We wow. go to those churches. We go in for a weekend. We try to train people up, get them excited about the Word, and then leave some materials behind. And so you, you see an event like this at the conference here, this local church is going to be sparked because of this. Yeah, They're going to be encouraged. That's what we try to bring to a local church.
0: Can I tell you how important that is, that work you're doing? I feel like in, uh, for the first five years that I went to church in my 20s, I was under a bivocational. He would have worked 45 plus hours at a Ford factory and then you know come to church and do all the church function. It is insane how much yeah. pressure those guys in those churches are under. So I appreciate you doing that. And obviously, he undersold himself. Uh, I mean, he is a global ministry. He's an author, podcaster. And we're going to link all that stuff up for you uh, when this goes live. But what was your talk about today? Yours was...
3: Well, I had the, the, the topic of dealing with the offering of Isaac from by Abraham what a good topic though, yeah, for, yeah. especially for a guy that is is more as we 've joked dispensational, I think he, they, I think he wanted to try to get me to say something <laughs> against my beliefs and and <laughs> he thought the scriptures would would come out different somehow, but no uh, really what it is because we 're talking about shadows we 're talking about substance, sure, and a lot of a lot of people think that Isaac is a type of Christ, Isaac is a shadow. Of a future Christ sure. uh, and And I just can't say that But there's a lot of similarities there And I think really what I wanted to do Was show that Abraham We th- refer to him as a man of faith And yet there's a lot of things in his life That we go, uh, I don't see a man of faith there Yeah, yeah, you pointed those yeah. out Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a guy very much like us He fears men rather than God And he Struggles just like we do Impatient Impatient Kind of taking things In his own hands When he has a promise Yeah And You know We look at him As a great man of faith Well guess what That's an encouragement to me And hopefully to everyone else To say If Abraham could learn this lesson Maybe I can learn this lesson Now, granted, I'm not going to live as long as Abraham, but he was 100 when he started finally getting the lesson, so there's hope.
0: <laughs> right. And just to be clear, too, uh, when you say, I can't say that, you explained it uh, very well in your session. You're saying, look, I don't want to go anything in my personal conscience or beyond what the Bible says. And you said something, and let me, let me uh, tell me if I'm saying it right. I think you said, I would rather, you know, be before the throne and God say, you didn't say enough, then you said too much.
4: Correct, yeah. And
0: boy, if more pastors and people who evangelized took that, and I'm not saying shut up or don't say anything or be timid about your faith. You're saying, make sure you're not out there saying, thus saith the Lord. Correct. If thus saith the Lord is not being said, right? Yeah, I
3: don't want to go beyond what God says and then say, God said this.
0: But do you have any issue yeah. if, a, if another believer seems to think that Isaac is a shadow uh, of Isaac? or? I well, mean, that's a tertiary issue where you just go, okay, you see that, but
3: I'm not going to preach that from the pulpit. Yeah, I think like Greg said when we were doing the discussion, he had a good point. I I'm, may, I'm you know, in in private conversations with another brother go, hey, you know, there's look, this looks like the type of Christ, but do you yeah. preach it at a pulpit? There's a difference when we preach it at a pulpit. Right, yeah. Because when we're at a pulpit and we're preaching, we're, we're saying this is what God has said. Yeah. And that's different than... Just you and I sitting, conjecturing around. conjecturing
0: and maybe thinking, rolling <laughs> stuff around. Yeah. And,
3: and I did that, right? I, I, I mentioned in the sermon I had some sanctified imagination, something that I believe, but I can't support it in scripture. And that's that's how I would word it. Yeah. In a in a way of just saying, in my opinion. Yeah. So it's really clear I'm not saying this is what God says, and because that's a mistake a lot of people do. You get a lot of guys that, well, they they preach illustrations, they preach, you know, well, even movies. Yeah. But. Yeah. They they'll say things that people then hear them say and they think something's in scripture yeah. that's not there. Yeah, absolutely. So, what
0: are some of the ways that uh, either Abraham or Isaac are a shadow of Christ?
3: Well, I, I, there's a, like I said, a lot of similarities. Both you you have Isaac having to offer him, and this is one of the things I had mentioned. Right? Yeah. It's not in this in the text, but I believe. My sanctified imagination that Isaac offered him. Isaac willingly yeah. was willing to have Abraham sacrifice him. So you have that. You have the, the point of yes. You know, someone brought up carrying the wood. You have the fact that they. It seems they might have been, you know, on the same mountain. Right. There's so, so much there that we could go look at this. It must be God. Yeah. But not everything that God does is, you know, just say, oh look. You may disagree presbyterian <laughs> I, I as a dispensationalist i believe everything points to the glory of god
0: i can agree with that statement
3: yeah but so i'm not going to say everything points specifically to christ okay. and that, and that that becomes where we see a distinction then because i'm not looking for christ in every text of scripture right i'm looking for god's glory in every text of scripture now when we see christ that's for god's glory but yeah. it, that does—we have to be honest that that does make a difference in how we are going to trans, or, sorry, interpret the Bible. Sure. Because if we're looking for Christ, and I see this situation with Abraham and Isaac, I have to find Christ in it. I'm looking for this to be a type of Christ, looking for the right. shadow.
0: Now, now, you're, now you're kind of reading the Bible through that lens of looking for Christ. Because I, I agree, you can't—you're uh, not going to find shadows or specific Christ in all texts, but you will— in everything,
3: see glory, glory to God, yep. right? And and me being a good Presbyterian in light, <laughs> um, as I in said, <laughs> right? You have the the regular principle of worship, yeah. And, and I talked about that. I and though I'm I'm not really hard and fast on that principle when it comes to worship, I yeah. am hard on that when it comes to interpretation. Yeah. So when it comes to scripture, I I want to be say what God says, God's word says, and don't go beyond that. That's good. Um, yeah. I'm praying consistent with my worship.
0: Yeah, well, me, uh, probably me too. Um, so we've had a couple days together. Uh, I know this is just going to be a snippet. I know we talked offline. We do want to have you back on for a full episode because not only are you a wealth of knowledge, but a wealth of experiences, your background. I know we touched on sometimes when we go out to eat that you had a Jewish upbringing, um, Jewish yourself. Uh, we talked about some of that, and I find that very interesting. So over all the years of ministry you've been on, um, how has some of those experiences affected your life? Maybe your upbringing, your ethnicity, uh, how, you know what led you to where you are now? And you got three minutes to do that.
3: I I'll think, yeah. <laughs> ask, ask an a, hour-long ask question it, and you got pastor, three minutes. Ask a ask pastor it. to be quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> two areas. One, I would say one area that really has helped me is in interpretation of Scripture. Okay. The reason being is because there are areas where I approach it with the understanding of what a Pharisee would think. Yeah, Uh, There's things we talked about the other, uh, I think last night, about, you know, that area in the scripture where Jesus says, you know, the son doesn't know, only the father knows. And people go, oh, see, Jesus in his humanity doesn't know son in his deity. He does. Oh, this is such a good example. Please, please repeat what you're going to. I think I know what you're going to say. Because when we look at this, right, this is a Jewish idiom. It's a Jewish idiom that refers to a marriage. And the idiom is to live as if any moment is the time. Yeah. So when I come to that passage and you look at the context, it fits the marriage sense. It, has the, the, it is explaining to live life expectantly as if now is the time. No. So the idiom works because that's the purpose of it. Yeah. And where people start interpreting the idiom is because they didn't know it's an idiom.
0: Well, wasn't there some stuff too of, of how the father prepared the house and yeah. things like that so, too in Jewish so in culture? Jew,
3: in the Jewish culture, the father would the son would prepare a house. He Sunshine. doesn't know when he's going to get married. He goes, he's works on the house. When the house is ready, he's just waiting. When the father says it's time, he goes and and that's the respect that's, thing. Then he's going to leave.
0: Oh, look at this. <laughs>
3: Uh, so, so yeah, it's a, it's an idiom there, and, and you can kind of see that with your yeah. And so, so in that sense, when it comes to interpretation, I think it's helped me to understand the Jewish culture. Yeah. Um, that still unf- it's like you look at the Pharisees and you look at modern Orthodox Judaism, and it, it's the same thing. Yeah. the The other way that it really helped me is, and I didn't realize it. I remember when I was in college, and I turned to a friend of mine and I said, "You know, I'm so jealous. I wish that I had." your life, growing up in a Christian home, not having to battle, not having to keep your faith hidden. And I really thought that that would be better. And he looked at me and says, you know, Andrew, I'm jealous of you. I'm like, for me, why? And he said, for you, your faith is clear. Yeah, You knew that when your parents found out, they were going to bury an empty casket. You knew you you were going to be cut off from your family. My plan was to be Mm. able to take over the business from my father. And so, there was a real sacrifice I, there for you because yeah. it was clear cut, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and they did go, you know, I mean, for people that know my testimony, my parents, when they found out two years after I became a Christian, they went casket shopping. Yeah. Something happened in our family that they decided not to buy the casket, but my dad told me, yeah. we went casket shopping. Yeah. And you better stop this. And I, and I was like, I'm not going to. And, and, he, and wow. he said, well, then I'm not paying for college. And I looked and I said, well, that's why I'm in ROTC. And my dad never wanted his boys in the military because he almost got killed in the military. And so when he realized I already took steps to like, I knew what I was doing. Yeah. And, and he, he, he did decide to continue paying my education, which gave me a different battle. I never thought of, but because (laughs) when it came time for me to sign up or not for army, I had to make a decision. And though I wanted to, I, I felt after my father paying for my education, It would dishonor him to have done that so I chose not to.
0: Yeah. So those are all things that we like. That's a little tease because when you come back on, we're going to spend a lot more time on that because I'm very interested uh, just with your past and even the few things you told me over this weekend kind of started to get my, uh, you know, get get something going in my head and go, gosh, I'd love to have you on for an extended period of time and talk about some of the sacrifices because, and I'm not going to expose anything here, what we were talking about privately, but just the relationship issues with the family, the things that the sacrifices you had to make and the fact that I am always a little. Bit jealous of people with Jewish heritage that are Christians. They can understand it, so we're just grafted in as Gentiles. Like, to, to have the richness of both of those knowledges um, I think is so fascinating. But we're going to save that for another time. And guys, uh, we thank you so much for listening to another snippet from the Shadows Deceptions Conference. Pastor Andrew, thank you so much for
3: being on, brethren, being
0: gracious with your time.
3: Thanks for having me, and I, I love disagreeing <laughs> with you. It was such fun. And
0: <laughs> yes, but we agree, we agree on more than we disagree, but, and the things we agree on are the important ones, right? Yep. Uh, guys, thanks so much for watching, and is always, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. God Amen. bless. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com, where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight, Laugh, Peace Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pub TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. None
1: your biscuits.